Hello, I am Eight, and you are listening to Roads Uncharted. Previously, in our last leg of our adventure, we met a large cow person at a tavern. We had a lovely conversation, which ultimately was interrupted by a young woman who entered, screaming something about the death of Jerry. We were all very excited to hear that something had happened to Jerry because, well, quite frankly, we were looking for Jerry. So Arthas, being the most ecstatic to discover what had happened to Jerry, rushed out of the tavern, followed in short order by our new friend Big Mood, best friend Ro, and myself, Eight. We took to the streets. It was a bit dark and snowing. And there appeared to be a large gathering of folks at a farm on the outskirts of town. It seemed that Jerry had been disemboweled and partially eaten, which was altogether surprising. I believe our new large companion has a delicate constitution, for he seemed a bit taken aback by the gruesome nature of adventuring and what had happened to Jerry. Ro and Big Mood and Arthas inspected for further clues as to what might have killed Jerry. And ultimately, Arthas rushed off towards the spooky woods on the outskirts of the farm, claiming to have seen something amidst the trees. The rest of us took after him in chase, and we now are within the dark recesses of the silhouetted tree line where we have heard a long baleful howl resounding off of the snow-filled skies. What will happen next? Arthas, you stand at the edge of the forest overlooking this mountain valley. You can see that there are large boulders. There are hilly expanses coated in snow. The snowfall is now getting thicker. The big snowflakes are fluffier. They're partially obscuring your view. You have just heard this mournful howl. I need every single one of you to give me a vigilance check. No difficulty. A success and a triumph. That would be two success and two advantage for me. Three successes. Three success and a triumph. So there are two triumphs. You and your triumph. Quick, let us insert something into the scene. Perhaps, oh, perhaps the clouds part, revealing a full moon, and it is suddenly easier to see. Ren, if that's what you would like to use your triumph for, I I will say that while the snow continues, uh, some of the clouds do shift, and it does allow for some moonlight to shimmer down into the valley, and you are able to see a little better. Yes, I will give you that. Arthas, what about you? Is there a clear path of, like... I don't want to say destruction, but footprints, moved brambles, plant life that's been disturbed that I can spot with that. If you want to insert that, yeah, I mean, sure. we can we can say that there is a path where you can see where this creature went down into the valley and kind of leads off. After a while, it does come to an end as if the creature realized maybe perhaps that it was leaving a trail, but you do see it does lead down into the valley, yes. Sick. Now, Before we get any further, Arthas, are you following that trail of destruction? Or are you going to wait until the rest of your 
companions arrive because I believe they were still lagging behind just a little bit. I feel like with as single-minded as I am, I'm going to continue running after it because the longer it's live, the more opportunities it has to hurt people. All right. Arthas, you're running down into the valley. Mood, Row, and Eight. The three of you are just starting to get close to Arthas, and then you see him run down the side of this hill, and as you come close, you also see the valley. You can see the clear path of destruction that leads up down into the valley, at least to a point. You see Arthas is charging, following that destructive path. Eight, I believe you had a barrier spell up. I did. Okay. What are the three of you doing as you come to a crest at the same time on this, well, the edge of the valley? I'm uh, breathing a little heavy. Uh, cardio ain't what it used to be, but I feel like I'm giving pretty good effort. Uh, keeping the boot out for, uh, for Arthas. He feels like an experienced adventurer comparatively. Uh, so just trying to figure out where he went. I mean, he's 11 foot tall, and especially with that moonlight that is now shimmering down into the valley, even with the snow, it is very easy to see where he is. I'm also breathing quite hard, but not out of, uh, because I'm tired. I'm, I'm feeling very nervous. There's a cold sweat, and because I'm not sure I want to encounter this, whatever this is, but all this has run off, and we need to protect our friend. I will slowly trundle up behind the two of you, as I imagine you're both kind of waiting on the top, the crest of this hill before it descends into the valley. I'm not panting. In fact, I'm not breathing at all. And you just hear the sound of my footsteps slamming into the frozen ground underfoot as I approach. And the light from my lantern illuminating the ground that's around you all and giving a swirl of different lighted colors to the snow that's flurrying around. And I approach from behind, and looking down, I exclaim, Oh, look! A valley and friends! It appears that whatever has killed Jerry has descended into the valley itself. Perhaps it would be best if we attempted to keep up with Arthas, as we have been doing, though if he continues along this pace, it would seem that, and I look at the two of you, you both might be tired in the event that we meet whatever creature has done this. Arthas is fairly easy to spot. Perhaps we should follow briskly, but not overexert ourselves. Oh, thank you for the <clears throat> vouch of confidence there. It's, I'll be fine. Uh, we should hurry. I fear Arthas might... It might be a little bit overrun by whatever this is. Uh, Big Mood, you've you've you're you're from the area, correct? Yeah, yeah, just just a few towns over. Yeah. Well, what do you think this this is that could have done this 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 destruction? Are there wolves in the, in the area? I mean, wolves pretty much everywhere. Uh, not not black goopy wolves though. I usually see, but. Actually, could I check to see if maybe my family told me any stories about creatures like this? Hmm. Why don't? Because you're specifically asking if your family mentioned something similar in their adventures. Why don't we have you make me a adventuring knowledge check 
and you can make it at easy difficulty, so one purple. That's two advantages and one failure. Okay, so you do what I like to call fail with style. So why don't you explain to us what that means in this situation for you? I feel like I feel like for Mood, he would have a lot of stories that he's sort of cycling through, and he he kind of gets so caught up in the uh, in the stories that maybe there's some bits and pieces in there that are relevant, but it sort of gets a little bit lost in the shuffle. Sure, I think that's good. Is that especially true because we've started running and it's <laughs> becoming difficult to recall stories and anecdotes while we are trying to catch up to our friend? Yeah, it's totally that. <laughs> All right, so I would like, if you wouldn't mind, the three of you to give me a perception check at medium difficulty, so two purple, please. And y'all also get two boost die because you're standing right next to your good buddy, eight. Three success and two advantage. Six advantages and one failure. Two threat. Can maybe the wind blow out my lantern or something? If that's what you want to use the threat for, that's fine with me. Sure would like that a lot better than, than suffering strain. Your lantern goes out and unfortunately now the group has to rely solely on moonlight, which is still slightly obscured by this falling snow. So big mood, you fail with style yet again. You're following this trail, you're looking for things. What does this narratively look like for you? Mood is looking around pretty intently. The lantern light going out throws him off. And so he's getting really fixated on shadows. He's like, there's other, nope, that's, that's tree. Okay, um, there's a deer over there. Oh, nope, uh, wow, okay. Uh, like he's looking for an 11 foot tall giant can, but he keeps getting it confused with trees. I love it. Ro, out of curiosity, would you be along, like side by side with the other two? Would you be in front? Would you be behind? I'd try very hard to keep moving forward, keeping my eyes peeled for, for Arthas, even though I want to be in the back and covering our, covering our back. I'm compelled to be moving forward from, from, from the front. Okay. Because you are, for all intents and purposes, in front of Big Mood and Eight, as you are heading down into this valley, your feet trudging through the snow, you are the first one that sees, glinting in the moonlight, a quick flash of light, followed very quickly by a shadow moving in the distance. Is that Arthas? Arthas! Was the shadow moving away from me, or, or laterally, or towards? The shadow ahead of you moved off to the left. I think Arthas has seen something. We should press on. Bro, do you see Arthas? No, n no, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, he could be further th away than I... And originally thought, but there was a flash of light, and, and I think I think it moved off to the left, over there. Uh, and I'm pointing and squinting. It's blast. It's stupid snow. Well, it's a it's a good eye. You're you're an expert tracker, and I appreciate you. Oh, no. <laughs> thank you, Big Mood. Um, Mood like grabs the uh, wagon wheel off his back. It's like, is it a is this a, uh, this is pretty, like, into the valley, like a, like a sleddable descent? 
I mean, there are boulders sure. and trees you would have to worry about, but yeah, I mean, it's sledable. It's an adventure. He'll, uh, yeah, he'll be like, we could, uh, we just sled down. Then, then we're getting there faster and we're having a great time. I've gradually drifted to the back of the group because I'm slow, ponderously slow. And I approach from behind and I, I stop and I look at the wheel that you've got in your hands, big mood. And I will visibly furrow my brows and, and just say, are you suggesting we sled on top of a wagon wheel? Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I mean, it's just, it's like, like the saying, you know, friends who sled together. I'm not familiar with the statement. Friends who sled together do what together? I don't know anything that rouses them. Don't dead together, obviously. Don't get dead together. Oh, that would almost be amusing, if not for the fact that it would be bad for us all to be dead together. Yeah, that's that's why we got to sled together. Let's go. Arthur's is waiting for us. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Take to sledding. Sure, if we can all fit. I will keep up. I mean, if there isn't enough room. I do not tire. All right, so... <laughs> so Big Moon is setting down this this wagon wheel. Um, who actually is going to get on the wagon wheel and use it as a sled of the mood? Row? Sure. <laughs> Eight, are you going to try or are you going to actually trundle behind? That, that really depends on how big this this is and whether anyone other than Big Mood actually fits on it. I think I would realize rather quickly that I'm too big for this wagon wheel. Two of you could fit on it, and you'll go even faster if I give you a good push. Be my guests. Your guest, as in participate in the event at your behest. Yeah, that rhymes too. You're good at this. Sure, sure. And so I will step in and try and inch forward so that there's plenty of room for uh, for eight to do to do the sled style, you know. Perfect. You've seen this. Two people on one sled. Friend Row, if you would take your seat, I will snuggle in after you. <laughs> I have never been sledding before. This is very exciting. And I will, like, stand on the end of the wheel awkwardly for a few seconds. Now what? Uh, well, well, now now I give you a push and, and you get going. Uh, so, so I uh, grab kind of the, the, the back end of the wheel, sort of, you know, football stance, and just get a head start, run a few steps, and push. I would like to point out that I am like gripping one of Rose's shoulders with one hand the instant it starts moving and I'm just like clenching, still standing. All right, so Rose, since you are sitting in front, if you could do me a favor and I have no better suggestion for this. Uh, if you think of one that might work better then please offer it, give me an athletics check to try and maneuver this sled. You get a boost because Big Mood gave you a push, but you get a setback because eight never sat down. And then go ahead and add two purple because there are, are trees and boulders that you have to maneuver through. The good news is that at least the snow is not in your face because of my barrier spell. Okay, athletics, athletics. One threat and one failure. 
All right. Real quick. Big mood. Give me a vigilance check at medium difficulty, so two purple. And while you are rolling those dice, Ro, tell me what that failure and that threat mean for you and eight sledding. Big mood, you also get a blue die because of your best friend eight. So can I suffer strain? Yeah, you can suffer a strain for that threat. Okay. How does the failure turn out for you and eight? We not good. Honestly. Cool. Wonderful. That's great. It's almost like this thing drives itself. I don't need to drive this. One would think that. And yet the thought doesn't cross my mind. Steering isn't isn't a thing. I'm just going to magically go left. Gravity in the sled. Uh, think otherwise. So does that boulder. It launches us. Not too far. But enough to separate us from the sled and each other. And crashing into the snow. I, I absolutely love it. All right. Yeah. So big mood. You watch as the your two new companions go. At first, they're going fine down the hill. And then all of a sudden, it's just... It's a lot shorter ride than you originally anticipated. What was the result of your vigilance check? One advantage. All right. You actually hear it before you see it. The soft crunching of snow. And then suddenly, almost out of nowhere, a massive beast leaps for you. Arthas, you are just coming to the end of this rampage where you can clearly see the path opening up ahead of you broken branches footprints this viscous liquid droplets every so often and then it stops and you don't see anything like abruptly mhm i look up you look up to see moonlight and snowflakes falling into your face you then hear the sound of something crashing into the snow up and behind you. And if you turn and look, you see eight and row splayed out in the snow about halfway up from where you started in two different directions. And you also see a massive creature leaping at Big Mood. Now, we're officially in initiative. Y'all have already rolled for it. The way initiative is going to work is two PC slots, an NPC slot, and then two PC slots. So who would like to go first? I would. Okay, so Arthas has started charging up. Now that's one maneuver to move. Do you want to spend the additional maneuver on your turn and, and get closer? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Who would like to take oh, the next? Oh. That's okay with everybody. Sure. I get pulled over by this, this massive beast and... I'm on, I'm on my back, staring into its eyes with my much more frightened looking eyes. And I get, um, it's a pretty bad indigestion, but that's an internal issue. And I, uh, I, I, I realize I'm pinned down. I can't, I can't reach my trusty hoe. So I'm going to slide a hand into my pocket, pull out a handful of soil and toss it into the beast's eyes. It's pocket soil. Oh my god, you have potting soil in your pocket. Um, <laughs> Hoping those little white, chunky bits get lodged into its redness. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, why don't we... Eh, how do you feel about a sleight of hand check for that? Feel good about that. Go ahead, and we'll say medium difficulty, so two purple. Okay. 
However, you're going to upgrade that twice. It'll be two red instead. Okay. I do not see sleight of hand on my sheet. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's right. Sleight of hand is actually uh, skullduggery. Skullduggery. Okay. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not looking in the right place. Okay. Here goes. Oh, wow. That went way better than I expected it to. That's one success and one advantage. Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. All right. So you reach into your pocket and you toss very awkwardly this potting soil into this creature's face. Now, what you see above you is essentially a white wolf, but its head is much larger than your own. You can see above these massive like ice or glass crystals protruding from its back. The minute that dirt smacks into its face, it lifts its head back and it shakes it and it actually backs off of you and you are now free. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scramble up to my feet and, uh, take a few steps back and, uh, it's like a, a free action or something. I'll, uh, pull the trusty, uh, Anderson hoe off my back and, and wield it non-menacingly, but as best I can do. So it's a maneuver to stand up. If you want to back up, it's going to be uh, two strain for the additional maneuver. And I believe you can pull your weapon out for free. All right. Yeah, I'll take the strain. This massive wolf takes a minute to try to blink itself free of that dirt and grit. And it looks around and it spots you, Big Mood. And it lets out this really deep, throaty growl. And it starts to echo through the valley to the point where row and eight, the two of you can hear it as well. It is then going to spend a maneuver to start stalking closer. And that will be it for its turn. Next two PC slots. Sure. <clears throat> uh, I'm... So you said I was currently splayed out in the snow. I'd like to use all my maneuvers to get up, survey the situation. I don't know if surveying is an action or an incidental. And then make my way to help out our, our new friend. I'm going to try and carry the, the wagon wheel too, in case that is something that is essential to Big Mood's combat. Sure, yeah. And yeah, so spend a maneuver to stand. And if you're just going to take the rest of your turn to head up, towards it, you can sacrifice your action and use your second maneuver. That's perfectly fine. And I won't make you roll a check for that wagon wheel. I feel like it's not probably too heavy where you'd have to struggle for it. Come on, eight. There's uh, something big. I push my face out of the snow and I've just got like all this clumps in my mouth. Ro, I hear something growling. Do you do you hear it? On the wind? I can see it. You see the growl, and I turn and look, like, over my shoulder. Oh, wait, no, that is a giant creature. And I'll agree. Yes, it's time to go. And I think that's my turn, right? So I'll just stand up. How far away is the critter? From the two of you, it would have been medium range, because you were halfway between Big Mood and Arthas when you crashed. Great. I would love to let my barrier down, and I would like to look at the creature and 
I think I want to cast a curse on it. Okay. And I'd like to do a doom curse since I'm medium range. Base range is easy. So to extend my range, I'd have to make it at least medium. And to add the doom, it's going to make it plus two purple. So it's going to be a formidable check to start. And if there's any modification you want to make to it because of like its difficulty rank or things like that, we'll go from there. Yeah, you'll have to upgrade that twice. Twice. Okay. So two reds and two purples. All right. So I'll just go ahead and get my good dice out here. I will also suffer two strain to keep walking with Ro um, after standing up. And I see this creature and I think back to Jerry's dismembered body and all the blood and all the hysterics and the terrified sheep. And I think to myself, I want this creature to not suffer, but this isn't a, a, a good, good critter and it should be concerned about its well-being. So I think and concentrate on it having a bad day, and I'm going to channel that as I roll. Oh, a single failure. So the curse does not take effect, and I suffer two strain in my attempts to channel that energy into a spell. So I think that's all for me. All right top of the round next pc slot if it's okay i'd like to go go um in this pc slot um how far am i away from uh from big mood so you started at medium you spent a maneuver to move arrangements you are now in short range with this with creature and big mood okay i'm going to maneuver over to big mood here's your here's your wheel make sure you're protecting yourself remember this thing eviscerates a jerry so be on your be on your toes Oh my. And for my action, Rose looking this, at this thing up and down. I'd, I'd like to try and tell if this is the thing that actually destroyed and annihilated Jerry. Are there, are there signs of, uh, of blood? Any signs of you know, cl- um, torn clothing in its, in its teeth or something? Go ahead and give me a perception check and give it to me at easy difficulty. I mean, you're, you're well, pretty close to this creature. Two successes and one threat. This creature is so large, and the fact that its mouth is open, you can see drool is dripping over its jaw. You can actually see pieces of fabric caught in its back teeth because of how big its maw is. You can see a little bit of blood on its white lips. What would you like to use your threat for? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to default to strain. Okay. Next PC slot. We'll go. I visibly well up a little bit when Monroe returns wagon wheel. You you brought my thing back. So nice. I would like to um, I want to look at the 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 ice or whatever crystals. Can I tell to the purpose being can I tell if you know these are part of the creature or if this is maybe like a thorn in the paw? situation that these crystals have been irritating the creature or something like that go ahead and give me survival and i'll let you have it at easy difficulty you you've heard stories from your family about multiple monsters so i'll give it to you easy one success and one advantage 
you can definitely tell that these are natural formations on this creature. They are of varying sizes, varying thicknesses. You can either spend that advantage to regain a strain, or you can use it to add a boost die to the next PC slot. I'll add a boost die to the next PC slot. All right, so that's your action. Any maneuvers, any free incidentals? Incidentals, I will um, sort of whisper in an aside to row. Um, the crystals are part of the creature. I will kind of slip the uh, handle on the wagon wheel around a forearm, hold it up, and put myself between row and this crystal wolf. Sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. This creature is slowly stalking towards you, big mood. Ro, you now stand just slightly behind this minotaur. You can still see this massive form, even through the snow, hulking forward. You can hear the crunch of the snow as its large feet push down into the ground. It is going to take a lunge at you, big mood, and... That is going to be... Okay, big mood. This creature lunges at you, and you can feel its forepaws clamp right down onto your shield. It reaches over the shield in one movement, and with its open maw and clamps onto your shoulder. As you feel yourself taking on the weight of this creature, you almost feel like your knees are going to buckle under you from its weight. You can feel the teeth clasping into your shoulder. And you are going to take 15 wounds with that single bite. Wow. No wonder Jerry died. Yeah, damn. Alright, next PC slot. I would like to bonk the wolf. I was going to say, Arthas, please go. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Arthas, at this point, you because of your your extra steps last turn, you are within now short range of this creature. So it wouldn't be any issue for you to move up into engaged with it. Rad. I would like to attack it. All right. So you've already got your, your sword club thing out, and you are heading up towards this creature with your maneuver, I'm guessing. Yes. And may I also do a reckless charge? as an incidental. Yeah, yeah, do that. So I will add two success and two threat to my next combat skill check. Go ahead and make your attack. Go ahead. Um, it is still technically on top of Big Mood. So I'm going to need you to give it to me at hard difficulty, but you're going to upgrade it twice. It'll be two red and one purple. One success and three advantage, which turns into... One success, three advantage, and two failure. Okay, so one success, one advantage then. Three advantage, because it adds two uh, successes and two threat. Oh, so is that three advantage after the, th yes. the threat is already? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, cool, cool. All right. So you have your success, you have your threat. So that's four plus what your great club is, four. Yes, damage four. And you have your, you have three advantages, so you get to roll uh, me a d100, please, for the critical injury. D100. Uh, 79. You smash your great club 
sword thing into the back of this creature. Crystals shatter upon impact. The creature immediately falls off of Big Mood and tumbles to the ground, leaving its belly exposed as it lies there on the ground on its side. You are able to, with that, make another attack against them as an incidental. So go ahead, and and it says that you're going to get it at the exact same pool as the original attack, so, you know, it'll be the same difficulty. Cool. But go ahead and roll me another attack and see if you can do some more damage on this creature. Four successes, one triumph, and a threat. Holy cow. Four successes, so that's four, so that's eight, nine, ten, eleven points of damage. Triumph, twelve. Plus, what do you want to spend the triumph on? You can upgrade the difficulty of the creature's next check. You can upgrade the ability of the next allied character's check. The next check will get a boost die. All right, and I believe that's eight. All right. All right, yeah, you're able to... Uh... All right, so why don't you describe this second attack for me? You know, you, you, you raised your club, you attacked this creature, fell off big mood. What does it look like when you go in for your second attack? Just an overhead slam. Like, I've got a steel folding chair in hand, and I'm trying to, well, beat the life out of this thing. Yeah, you do so. All of you hear the whimpering sound of this creature as it gets smacked in the ribs. You can hear cracking under Arthas's sword club. Eight. I will use my maneuver to close that gap. You know, I'm still at short range. I don't need to close any gap because I'm just going to start slinging some spells at it, I guess. I'll use my maneuver to stow my lantern. So basically just find the clip on my waist belt and make sure that I don't just drop it. And then I take the spoon that's in the hand that I had with the lantern, which I was channeling my barrier spell through, and I level it at the, the creature on the ground. And... I will use an incidental action to scathing tirade it because I love doing that. So uh, as this furry crystalline wolf is laying in the snow on the ground, getting bashed by Arthas, I shout into the wind, vile creature, you have defiled the sanctity of this village for the very last time, and you will find yourself bleeding out in the snow for what you have done. I will make a coercion check on this critter, which is average difficulty. And I get a boost on this next check because of Arthas and the fact that this creature is just getting slammed over and over with this club sword. After everything cancels, that's two successes. So it takes one strain for every success. So it takes two strain. And of course, if it doesn't take strain, that translates directly to wounds. And it has a setback for its next turn because of my improved scathing tirade. So it feels bad about itself or it's worried about the fact that it's getting chastised and whomped at the same time. And then with my spoon, I'm going to channel an attack spell because it is a cruel, nasty thing and I do not care for it. So I'm at easy range, so that's just, or I, I'm at short range, so that's easy difficulty for the spell. I am going to go ahead and cast it using ice as the ability. And the way I'm kind of thinking this is eight has the spoon leveled and 
they're not necessarily thinking about using ice, but the spell kind of starts to adapt to the environmental conditions that it's being cast in. Uh, so as I'm holding the spoon out, the energy kind of starts to pool in the uh, reservoir of the implement, and there's kind of the swirling energy that's forming in the uh, the spoon cradle. And I think for a moment, and I kind of move it to avoid zapping my friend in the back. Do I have to upgrade this because of the critter? Yep, upgrade it twice. Upgrade it twice. So my easy becomes a red and a purple instead of a purple. Uh, I have a failure, but I have two advantages. So I would like to use one of them to recover a strain, and I would like to use the other one to pass a boost die to the next PC that activates. So y'all are just passing the same boost die. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so I take the energy in the spoon and I like flick it, and that glob of energy just kind of flings off into the air, and like you're tossing a snowball with really bad aim, it just kind of coalesces into ice, and it hits the ground like two feet too far from the creature, and then after it hits, just this burst of ice kind of erupts from the snow for a moment, and like makes an envelopment in the area where it slammed into the ground and then it just kind of instantly vanishes into the snow as well and i'm like oh well that was interesting i'll have to try again harder all right top of the round next pc slot who's going first uh, I'll, I'll do it i uh stand there just stunned out of out of my mind that one arm is just hanging limply to the side and I, um, I, I I put the shield down and inspired by Arthas's heroic and mind-boggling combat prowess I I wheeled the hoe and I, I, I stride over to the belly and as though the belly is a fresh plot of dirt I make a vicious sewing motion with my hoe and attack it with this improvised weapon. For improvised weapons, I get an advantage with Tavern Brawler. All right, yeah, so go ahead and give me your attack. You're gonna have a boost from eight, but I'm also gonna give you a boost because the creature is still lying on the ground. So you're gonna get two. It'll be medium difficulty, so instead of two purple, it'll be two red. And that is three successes and four advantages. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. You get three advantages, so you can heal some strain for all three. You've got the option of you can add a plus one to melee or ranged defense until the end of your next turn. I would like to use with some of those, with two of those advantages, uh, I'm going to use my gore ability to make another attack with my horns. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. So, Ood makes this this vicious gardening attack, and then Woozy, from the intensity of combat and loss of blood, he sort of faints a little bit, and his horns just stick into the belly. 
Yeah, yeah. Give me a give me a horns attack. Give me a brawl. Two successes, four advantages. All right, roll me a d100, please. All right. This was meant to happen. Forty-two. All right. Re-roll that because it would have been knocked prone, and it's already prone. So I want you to get something good for this. Okay. It wasn't meant to happen. Double prone. D- double prone. Eighty-two. Ooh. Okay. So with this one. It is now considered at the brink, and it is going to suffer strain every time it makes an action. Big Mood faints and jabs his horns into the body of this creature. Now, I have to ask Big Mood, are you stuck there? Or do you imagine that after you jabbed, you kind of like rolled off as you finished fainting? I would have tried to roll off because of the fainting, but I'm stuck there. So it's sort of like a awkward jerky motion that stops suddenly. So this minotaur is now headfirst into this creature. We have one more PC slot before the creature acts. Who would like to take it? I'm a little worried. Wolves are usually pack animals. I would like to spend my turn trying to observe if there's help on the way. Give me a perception check and give it to me at medium difficulty. No boost for this one, right? Yeah, because eight is far... Well, eight is short range, so that you would get one boost die. One advantage. Okay. What do you want to do with that advantage? What can I do with that advantage? If you have any strain to heal, you could take one strain back. You can add a boost to the next allied character's check. I'm pretty worried about my strain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal the strain. Sounds good. Anything else? With a, maybe a maneuver or an incidental? Can I take a defensive stance? Sure. The creature is going to spend its maneuver to stand, and then it is going to shift and try to move Big Mood out of its body, and it's going to bolt with a second maneuver. Next PC slot. It is now from Arthas, and where Big Mood is kind of passed out, it is short range from row and eight. It is... Well, row is actually close, so row short range for eight is now medium range. I would like to bolt after it. Yeah, you may do so. All right. So you're going to use a maneuver to get up into engaged range with it then? Yes, please. All right. And I'm going to guess you're going to attack. So why don't you describe what this attack is looking like as you're charging after this creature? Probably just trying to get up to the side and sort of side sweep it or trying to like throw my momentum around a little bit okay go ahead and make your attack still medium difficulty still gotta upgrade it twice so too good two threat and a triumph okay so let's deal that damage first what do you think the threat represents in this case i'll probably take a setback because uh i have been running non-stop for i assume two hours now i didn't come into this fight fresh that's fair. I think that's that's a very good way to go about that. I like that a lot. All right. So you had a triumph. So let me just apply the damage to this creature real quick. All righty. Eight. Fleeing like a cornered animal. Uh, it's moved. So I will continue to follow it. And as I'm going, I'm just continuing to shout out to the creature. You cannot escape. Arthas will simply not allow that to happen. You must accept your fate. And uh, I will make another coercion check at the creature. 
because it's a jerk. Oh, that's a complete wash, so nothing happens. And then I would like to suffer two strain to aim. So like I'm running, I've still got the spoon in hand and it's swirling with more magic food energy. And I'm going to chuck another ice spell at it for success and an advantage. So it is going to be taking three plus four plus my magic wand, which is another three. So it's taking 10 damage before soak. And I cast this with the ice quality again. So my knowledge ranks, I have two ranks in lore. So it is ensnared for two rounds as I hit it in the back with the lobbed energy this time with Arthas having basically run up alongside and shifted into the creature, kind of staggering it for a moment. And this gout of energy from the spoon just kind of flies through the air like a lobbed snowball, piffs between the crystals along the ridge of its back. And then in an instant from where the snow hit, new crystals start to form and kind of wrap around its body as it works its way down its legs, kind of shifting and sticking it in place. So as it's ensnared, it cannot make any maneuvers for two turns, which means it ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you do so. All of you see this happen. You watch as this wolf is struggling and it is going to let out a throaty howl once again. Top of the round, who would like to go? I would say let Arthas bash it, but... I mean, I don't want to take all the spotlight if Rower or Big Mood want to do anything. Very much do not want to fight. I feel like I'm a little slow to recover this round, so... We're all helping. You're just right there to smash it. I didn't want to assume. Okay. I would like to bonk it. Yeah. Make your attack roll. Um, It is ensnared. Go ahead and give yourself a boost. And I have a penalty, correct? Yes, you have the setback as well. Black that I came up blank. Three successes, two advantage. Okay. With your two advantage, do you want to give a boost die? Do you want to heal some strain? The next check will get a boost die. Alrighty. Yeah, you smash it. Do you want to use a maneuver? Do you want to use an incidental? Are you just going to kind of hang out and wait and make sure that... I mean, you tell me. I'm probably going to hang out and wait and see what happens. Okay. Right. Next PC slot. I feel like if no one objects, I might go. And... Uh, seeing the creature's not going anywhere and that Arthas is just sitting there whomping on it while it's stuck in place. Um, I will wheel around and look at both Roe and Big Mood, who I think is probably close by to me at, at this current moment. I did see you get bit, so I just kind of look at you laying half passed out. Uh, I'm going to hustle over, drop my spoon, reach into my rucksack and pull out my medical kit that I have and basically drop this leather satchel next to you and start rustling through the contents and I pull out like some bandages and some salves and some herbs and spices herbs and spices and I am going to put 11 secret herbs and spices in your mouth I say calmly to you 
My friend, please, chew on this. It will help calm your nerves. If you do not mind, I will take to easing some of the pain that you are currently experiencing. That, that, that sounds great. Perfect. And with that, I basically, like, make a splint, and I, like, crack your arm and set it, and I go about, like, wrapping the wounds, and you recover five wounds as I'm doing this work. These are delicious. Thank you. They are my mother's very secret blend. It's very salty. And uh, so I think that'll be my turn. Maneuver to pull out the pack, action to heal, and that'll be... I'll take an incidental to do second wind for myself, and I will recover one strain as I'm basically taking a moment to get a breather myself as well. It is at this time while that wolf is giving its throaty howl, it is entangled by ice. It is standing at the mercy of Arthas. It is bleeding quite heavily, this green, viscous fluid. Row behind you, you hear the crunching of snow. And you, with your good hearing, can tell that there's more than one set of paws. Oh, no. And that is where we are going to take our break. Fudge. Fudge, indeed. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system, published by Fantasy Flight Games, and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, Champion of Offham, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Big Mood is played by our guest, Warrior. You can follow him on Twitter at WarriorMN.